Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Commonly Create Wealth podcast. My name is Marcel Marez, and I'm a portfolio strategist for Century Funds. Today on the podcast, we'll talk about the Century Canadian Income Fund. We'll review the fund's recent performance and cover key reasons why the current market environment is ideal for this mandate and why investors should continue to hold this fund. Joining us today, we have Brian Brown, a Canadian specialist, and Jack Hall, a U.S. specialist, and they are both co-managers on this fund for last year and a half. And prior to that, supporting this fund through stock research for many more years. Now, moving on to performance, in 2020, Century Canadian Income Fund was up 3.1%. And to put this return in perspective, we looked at the MSCI Canada Index and broke it down based on investment style, so value versus growth. And there was a meaningful difference in performance for these two styles. MSCI Canada Value Index was down 11% in 2020. Meanwhile, MSCI Canada Growth Index was up 17%. So we saw a huge divergence in performance based on style. And the Century Canadian Income Fund delivered a middle-of-the-pack performance. So far this year, we've seen a complete reversal of this trade. Year-to-date, Canadian value stocks were up 15%, and Canadian growth stocks were down 1% as at end of March 10, 2021. During this year-to-date period, Century Canadian Income Fund was up 1%. So once again, right down the middle. So moving on in the same vein, Brian, can you comment on the driving factors for growth outperformance in 2020 and vice versa, value outperformance in 2021? And comment on Century Canadian Income Fund's performance within this backdrop. Hey, thanks for that question, Marcel. Now in 2020, we had a a lackluster performance. That was a year where there was low inflation and no economic growth. And in an environment like that, companies that have very high growth garner a premium. And in our portfolio, we did not have enough of these high growth companies given our valuation discipline. The types of growth companies that we prefer are names which have strong free cash flow growth, which we can defend in terms of valuation. One of those names would be CGI Group. They're an IT services company, which has a goal to double the size of their company every five years. Another company that, that would fit into the uh, growth at a reasonable price strategy would be I, Intact Financial, which aims to grow their EPS 10% each year. And those are names that have recovered well um, coming out of COVID. This year, we are seeing value outperforming, but in our portfolio, we do not own some deep value names such as exploration and production companies in the energy sector. Now, co-manager Jack Hall and I, we understand that we would like a level of cyclical exposure in our portfolio as businesses reopen and the economy recovers, but energy carries a heightened level of cyclicality and many variables in terms of the supply demand balance for oil, egress issues in Western Canada, and the sometimes unexpected decisions of OPEC plus members. So we prefer to invest in cyclical companies that we can predict a little bit more and and forecast their performance in our models. One of the names that would fit into that that vein would be Collier's International. They're a leading global real estate company that focuses on investment management and property management services. Now, 61% of their business is recurring, and that gives you some stability throughout different economic environments. But the rest of their business is involved in leasing and brokerage, which stands to benefit from an economic recovery. 
And that is a name that we added in 2020. And just to sum it up, the Canadian Income Fund is managed to invest in companies that can weather different economic environments. We focus on companies with structural tailwinds that contribute to robust free cash flow growth and dividend growth. And we also focus on profitability, companies that drive strong returns on invested capital in different economic environments. And we like these companies to have strong barriers to entry and competitive advantages. That's great, Brian. Thank you. Moving on to Jack. Now, now Jack, building on what Brian said, going forward, which investment style do you anticipate to outperform and how do you expect the Century Canadian Income Fund to perform? Uh, and maybe also, why should investors continue to invest in this fund? Yeah, that's a great question, Marcel. Um, so I think Brian mentioned something uh, very interesting there in the previous question. And he said in 2020 was a year where we had no inflation and negative growth. And what did well? Well, high, highly priced growth stocks because there was such a scarcity of them. I think when you look out at 2021, I would expect inflation to pick up and I would expect growth to pick up. And there's many reasons that we can get into for that. But I think one uh, would be, frankly, the fact that uh, the U.S. government has printed 26% more money than they did last year. You also have savings rates at elevated levels and you're going to have kind of a pent up demand as consumers reopen. So I think that'll drive inflation. I think that's going to drive rates higher. And I think that will kind of broaden the market um, as there'll be less scarcity on how many companies can grow. So what that means is we think this year you want to own companies that have cash flow, but that can grow cash flow in a sustainable way. Um, and we think those are what's going to reopen the market and, or what's going to outperform the market. And more specifically, we're focused on companies uh, that are going to benefit from a reopening um, because we do think there is just tremendous pent up demand out there. And that's how we're positioning on the U.S. side. OK, that's great, Jack. One last question for both of you. Can you provide a name you are excited about over the next six to 12 months and why? So maybe, Brian, if you can provide a Canadian holding and, and Jack a U.S. holding. All right. So one of the names that I'm excited about over the, the next six to 12 months would be Boyd Group. Boyd is one of the largest non-franchise collision repair centers in North America. And they have a very broad uh, offering with uh, 705 collision repair centers. Uh, a lot of their centers are, are focused in the U.S. Uh, where we're seeing a very strong recovery. Now, Boyd's consolidation strategy is, is very sustainable. It's been proven. And uh, they are highly valued by insurance companies uh, who are looking for, for business. Uh, through M&A and organic growth, Boyd has seen revenue increase at an average annual rate of 27% over the last uh, 10 years. And uh, we saw that in, in November, they announced a, a new five-year growth strategy to double the size of, of its business over the, over the course of 2021 to 2025. And that implies an average annual growth rate of 15%. So uh, this is a name that, that we like. It, it has, um, uh, it, can, it can benefit very well from the, the reopening and uh, something that we can own for, for the long term. So, so uh, a name that I like, and this I think also demonstrates that despite the market being at all time high, there is still value out there. Um, this name can grow top line 6 to 8% a year for the next few years, grow bottom line 10 to 13%. Uh, I believe can generate about $50 billion in cash flow over the next five years. 
um, which implies about a, a low double digit free cash flow yield. And this name trades at 11 and a half times earnings, which once again, that's about half the, the multiple of the market while growing just as fast, if not faster than the market. And, and so that company is called Cigna. Uh, they're a, a managed care company. Uh, so for those in Canada who aren't quite familiar with that is, they're um, uh, basically manage your, your health insurance uh, for corporations in the U.S., uh, they had a bit of a rough year in 2020 just because um, there was a lot of concern about employment levels and the amount of coverage needed. Um, and also at some points, concerns about how expensive COVID was going to be. Um, as we look out to 2021 and we have an improving economy, I, I would expect to, uh, people to continue to go back to work and get added again to their coverage. I also think um, these guys are just going to generate such a tremendous amount of cash flow and be able to reduce their, their share account, pay a dividend, and going back to my answer earlier, I think cash flow today, as opposed to cash flow five, 10 years from now, is going to become more valued by the uh, market. So I'm pretty excited about Cigna as we enter 2021. That's great. Brian and Jack, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your bottom-up insights. And for the listeners, if you want to know more about Century Canadian Income Fund and other Century Funds, check out CI.com and join us next week for another update on Century Funds. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.